Hello and welcome back to So Red Grime. This is episode 14 and it's a bit of a bit of a big one, Jack. Bit of a different one. But uh, anyway, I'm uh, Afrikiwi, better known as Joel, joined by Jack Hammond, 444, better known as Jack. And uh, we are some of the top salary managers in the whole salary world. Hey, Jack, just lots of humility coming from uh, from this podcast, this episode. Mm, yeah, I, I I don't know about that, Joel. I don't know about the best. We've still got a ways to go. We, we do. But, um, well, we might be up there if we win this title fight that we're about to talk about. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we're, we're, all, we're all cracking to it. But tons to talk about in salary world. Lots been going on. And of course, it's it's in the middle of when I'm on holiday, um, you know, sunning it up in New Caledonia while you're enjoying some of the nice uh, brisk air back in Wellington, in New Zealand. Yeah, mate. Of course, um, it's it's actually not been too bad to be fair this winter. Like, oh rubbish. We, no, genuinely, like I. So I work as a Uber Eats driver, right? So I've actually been kind of encouraging bad weather to come because it means True. i'll probably make more money but the last like four or five days pretty much since you've been away joel it's been pretty decent we haven't had much rain um so i'm like complaining but also not complaining um about the weather you sang my bad luck charm for the weather mm, could be could be oh uh, I, I haven't thought about it but maybe now that i think about it you could be oh i'll just stay stay here and enjoy the nice night <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lot to get through a lot in the Surrey news um over the last week or so uh starting on small news they've removed the 10 percent bid increment thing did you notice that jack i did notice that yeah they call it dynamic now which brings more control and something or other else to the to the bidding war I, 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 I don't know how you can say it brings more control i think like when you know it's 10 percent, it's quite easy can, to control the bid right because you just you just bid you know eight percent below uh whatever you know the lowest listing is and you're most likely going to win that auction that that to me is control i don't know about you mm. if have you had much of a look at because i mean I haven't bid actually on, I think, any new auctions since it came in, but EV had a lot. I did see the screenshot displaying, yeah, how the bidding increments work. I think for um, an auction that is over 5,000 bips or half an ETH, um, it only goes up in like 4% increments. Right. I think that's the right um, metric. And then there's one between like between 6% um, and 8% and then anything under... I can't remember the amount exactly. It's still 10% increments. Yeah. But I think, right, um, I may not be 100%, but I'm pretty sure that, you know, this formula um, or this dynamic bidding is just going to generate more revenue for yeah, so rare, right? I mean, I think that's definitely um, the intention. Mm. And, you know, just being a so rare player myself, I don't know if I'm really complaining mm. about it. I, I know you can definitely take advantage of, you know, that 10% um, bidding increment, especially on more expensive yeah. players. However, with a roster gallery of about an ETH, I'm not uh, traditionally bidding on super expensive players that often. So it would, doesn't affect me, um, you know, in the immediate term, mm. <laughs> to be honest. But um, 
Yeah, I think it's interesting. I'm not complaining too much about it. And, you know, I guess if you think about it in the sense more revenue for SoRare can potentially mean, um, you know, more clubs or just more features or more revenue back into the game, more prizes. So I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing and I can definitely understand why they've done it. Mm. I think especially at the whale end where, you you know, you've got those uh, even super airs, but especially uniques. Um, you know, when you had auctions of like Mbappe and Haaland and you get, you know, you're getting up to what they're paying 100 150 ETH or whatever it's, you know, going for. And, uh, you know, 10% is a huge like leap at that level. Um, whereas maybe, you know, 4% or whatever the lowest increment it gets to is, you know, you get, you're going to see um, perhaps a bit, you know, the price is kind of going to be at its absolute maximum um, that people are willing to pay. Um, so, uh, yeah, I would expect it's, it squeezes, you know, a little bit extra out at that top end um which is where the you know and those are the people that really are funding a lot of the prizes essentially that sorry is giving out mm. anyway but in the bigger news um mbappe now ambassador for so that was um man they've they've really um been smashing out the mbappe content since that announcement um any initial thoughts on that that huge announcement You know, working alongside and I think he's been rather particular mm-hmm. about it. So the fact that he's, you know, decided to sign, you know, this ambassador role with Sora is, you know, probably a pretty big deal. Um, I don't know actually if Sora have any other like ambassadors in quotation marks from current football players. Um, and I don't really know what like Mbappe's role like entails as an ambassador. Um, I have seen like all the content and media about him him being an ambassador of course but um yeah i don't know too much to think about it because i don't really understand too much about the role but i guess his name being associated with the brand also rare is obviously a good thing Mm. right so yeah that's just my immediate thoughts nothing crazy to really say about it i think they have as far as existing players go i think effectively griezmann and pk could arguably be arguably be ambassadors because i think they both are investors in Soria. Um, I haven't really seen anything much that they've sort of put out content-wise or promo-wise. And I know that they both play Soria. Um, well, PK certainly does. And there's a, definitely quite a few other players that actually play. But um, I mean, that's yeah, by far and away the the biggest um, thus far. They, as far as w- what that will entail, is a good question. I think a lot of people are in the same camp of cool awesome announcement big player behind it that's great for Soria's public image it's great for the likely continuity of Soria if you've got pretty much you know the biggest upcoming player him and Haaland the the two for sure you know backing it um and putting his name against it that's that's pretty significant they in their sort of brief interview which had terrible audio quality by the way I mean we thought our early pod audio was bad like I can't believe the completely rubbish audio 
on that. I don't know if you saw it, the announcement video. Um, they couldn't even get Mbappe's audio. It was like echoing. It's distant. Like it's just the audio is awful. Um, someone's got to be sacked for that. It was, it was embarrassing for such a big, big announcement. Anyway, that was just a huge bugbear for me. Um, you know, they, they mentioned in that video that he would look, they look to do a lot of stuff involving like giving back to the community and things like that. I'm not, they were kind of vague over what that looked like, um, what that might be, but it seemed clear from the way that Nicholas was talking about it that they, you know, he's got a few things in mind. Um, he's definitely got some some plans in mind. Um, and we've already seen the giving away, I don't know if you saw Jack, three Mbappe limited cards at the moment. Um, Saria for, you know, following Saria and following Mbappe and retweeting the the tweet. I mean, you've got like a three and probably 50,000 chance, but hey, that's, that's not bad um, for, you know, an Mbappe card, which is, uh, you know, the most valuable limited card in the game. Um, so, yeah, it'd be interesting to see um, what else they do. Um, but, yeah, hopefully brings some more fans into Saria. Mm, fingers crossed. I um, don't know if I have seen the video you're talking about with the terrible audio uh, with Mbappe. I did see a video of Nicholas and Mbappe having an interview on Twitter. It was about three and a half minutes long. And I was quite impressed with um, Mbappe's English. Eh? Mm. I, I didn't, I know he spoke a little bit of English because I watched uh, <laughs> him in a couple of videos with like Theo Baker. I don't know if you're familiar <laughs> yeah. with him, Joel. Uh, and like some of these other like TikTokers or other YouTubers and stuff. And I know he spoke like a little bit of English here and there, but I was pretty impressed mm. because, you know, he's French and I know in the French culture, they're not mm -hmm. like, traditionally very keen on speaking yeah. English, I think. I think that's quite a stereotype. But anyway, um, regardless, yeah, I was pretty impressed. He's, he's pretty young as well. He, I don't think he spent any time in any English-speaking countries, really. I know they had the interview in New York, so maybe he has spent a bit of time in America. Uh, but his English mm -hmm. was not bad. Um, that was like what, what my take was from that interview, really. There wasn't really any... Um, it was just like a friendly discussion mm -hmm. about you know, the, the joining and him signing for Sarah and stuff. But um, that was, that was kind of my take yeah. on it anyway. Just Mbappe's English was pretty good. <laughs> well, another, um, other news on the, the game week calendar. I mean, Sarah have been pretty busy the last couple of weeks. Um, and then this, this new game week calendar, they're trying a lot of things that, well, they have been kind of over the last kind of month or so, uh, month or two, been trying a lot of things. And I guess they're kind of, you know, throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks. Um, you know, new game week calendar, we don't have any change to the requirements for underdog and specialist apart from game week 288, the specialist, which we'll get to. But um, underdog L15 of 50 specialist, your two L4, L15 40s and your one L15 60 plus only two players from the same team etc etc no captain whatever um <clears throat> we have a few new game modes though um and which is on your in your opinion on jack because i've i've got some strong opinions on some of them but um this the academy um new game mode for really for beginners um max of two limited cards used in it and three commons but you can use five commons um the standard 20 percent captain bonus 40 percent bonus for the limited um 
players and score. And uh, it's you're not actually competing against other people. It's a score threshold similar to what we have in uh, which everyone loves in All Star Rare, um, but uh, with common cards um, up to sort of uh, 400. So if you score between 300 and 400, that's a star common. 400 to 450 is a t- tier three limited, and 450 plus a tier two limited. Um, what's your opinion on that? Mm, I do have a bit of an opinion, but I think, Joe, it might actually be better if you give your opinion first and then I can comment on your opinion because I think you're a lot more prepared to give your opinion than I am, if that makes sense. Sure. So I can add some additional points rather than me just giving a kind of maybe not as meaningful spiel. So you, you go first, bro. You go first. Well, I, personally, I think this is a, this is a great addition um, to Syria. It's a great way for those that have you know really not had much exposure to Syria. They're kind of just getting started. Uh, I think the timing of this alongside the Mbappe deal is intentional. Um, they're wanting, you know, and and in the lead up to the new European seasons as well. I think they're expecting to have quite a few new players being onboarded. Um, trialing it early gives you know them the ability to refine things before full rollout. Um, I think it's just a, a really great way for new players to be able to enter additional teams. So, like, even if you only have commons. You can field two common teams. You can field one that's in the academy, one that's just in the casual league, um, and you know actually have a chance of of winning a even you know a limited card even just you know, from commons and not having to finish you know in the top one hundred or whatever it is. Um, so I think from that perspective, really good. It you know means people don't have to fork out on the goalkeeper. I think this is kind of a um, another sort of um, addition almost of the special threekly where you know they're allowing you to use three limiteds they're dropping it again to make it only two but um that sort of cap where you either are entering this competition and no other competitions so like none of the other limiteds or rares or super rares whatever um or you're not able to enter this and you're entering those other competitions i think is really good um because yeah i mean if, if if it's completely open you know you're going to get you know, lots of people with, you know, decent portfolio of cards, you know, all entering this because why wouldn't you? But um, it could be really useful for even those that have a bit of a portfolio to enter on those sort of dead weeks where you might only have like a couple of players usable. It's midweek um, and it's, you know, opportunity to at least win some more commons because um, it looks like, you know, particularly star commons might have a bit more use um, this coming season. So, um, overall, I think it's a win. It could um, provide a bit of deflation on the t- tier three and tier two limited cards, though, is the only thing that is of a bit of concern. And, um, you know, I, I read some of the data recently. Um, basically, the worthless cards are getting more worthless and the, the valuable cards are getting more valuable. Um, the trend is pretty clear. Um, and it's pretty much anything sort of tier three, some lower tier two and below is pretty much getting on average more worthless yeah, and the other ends on average getting worth more. Um, and this might just exacerbate that a bit. Um, yeah, it's it'll be interesting to see how many cards they do actually give away out of this. But overall, I think yeah, really good for um, people beginning on Syria. Mm. 
yeah i really enjoy the concept of um just more options for free to play because when we first originally got started or when i did anyway uh, about four or mm. five months ago now sheesh how long has it been yeah about that four or yep. five months um there was pretty much essentially no free to play aspect to so where you could pretty much like earn money i mean you could finish on the podium but the likelihood of you finishing on the podium in the casual league was probably like one and maybe ten thousand mm. if that like it was near impossible but um yeah they didn't really have any like free to play aspects until like this academy and until they had like um you know a hundred um rewards if you mm. finish in sorry yeah the top 100 received a reward if they finished in that position in the casual league um and i know there's like the referral award and stuff but i mean yeah i just like i like the concept that you can compete potentially earn some rewards that are worth money and essentially not have to pay to get started i, I do like that concept so i'm glad so rare are incorporating that and you know i think they're not necessarily having to put a lot of like of money and resources into this aspect of free to play like for instance you know um in the academy anyway i think the likelihood of people getting 400 plus points with these casual lineups are really small and even if they are there is a significant amount of people achieving this um threshold you know they're only sending out you know tier twos and tier threes which are not a considerable amount amount of money or value right Mm. so um i think it's cool and it just like gets people in the door and if more people are in the door they might want to contribute to soria which is just gonna um yeah make the experience better um and just be positive for sora owners and players yeah. right so um yeah i guess that's what i have to yeah. say about it's, it it's a bridge um you know to enable people to um yeah to transition into you know actually picking up more players i think so far um we're recording this about uh sort of what nine hours eight and a half hours before deadline but there's about 32,000 people that have entered so far. I mean, I think quite a few of that of those people will be uh, people that pretty much only play the European leagues. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how many we have once sort of all the leagues are back sort of in August. You've pretty much got everything going. Um, yeah, I don't think I've got too much more thought to add on, on that. But um, score-wise, yeah, I mean, the limited cards are going to be key. Um, Two limiteds uh, did some sort of rough maths. Two limiteds scoring 60 and three commons scoring a 68, both with that sort of minimum 5% XP bonus. That's a 400 score um, for uh, for winning a, a tier three, which to me sounds pretty doable, um, especially if you build up, you know, from scoring 300, which shouldn't be too much of a, an obstacle. Um, you know, if you score 300, winning, winning some star commons, you know, after a, a few weeks, you know, you probably can put a pretty strong lineup together. Um, so it'd be interesting to see what the proliferation of star commons will mean. Um, and even just, you know, between now and uh, August, just over the next few weeks, getting, you know, extra common, a really good common goalkeeper or two, you know, might, might help with the threshold side of things. Um, anyway, I think that overwhelmingly gets a, gets a yay from both of us. Um, the next new game mode um, that we have is the kickoff game mode, which I thought was a really interesting uh, game mode. I mean, they're really like whittling down the number of cards needed to compete in a competition. You know, first it's the 
the goalkeeper special, no goalkeeper needed, you can whack a common in. Then it's a special three, only need three. Now it's this academy. And then we've got coming up in, I think, game 285, this um, kickoff where you only need one of the relevant cards, L15 of under 50, like underdog. Um, so I think as, as far as I can see, this like unique kickoff. You could have one unique card and four limiteds together, um, which to me is, is really odd. Um, yeah, that's, that's massive ends of the spectrum in terms of value um and I, I don't know if there is any specific information out there that anyone's been able to find i mean we'll be able to see it shortly because you know in eight and a half hours we get the new um new game week and uh, it will be clear you know as to all of the specifics for this but um i haven't seen any info to, to um determine whether there's actually a scoring difference between the rarities um so like is it i don't know if it's more value more valuable to have rares in this than it is limiteds um i suspect they're doing the no xp bonus like with some of those other special competitions we've had specialist underdog etc um yeah i mean to me this is them trying to because for for a while now like super rares have kind of actually not been as useful as rares to most people because you can't use it in um like you know you're your global all-star um, rare for your threshold. And um, if you, you know, if you have one um, rare, uh, super rare, you need two. Um, and that is, this is quite a big like expense obstacle. I think for many people to the go from, you know, like a threshold team and global all-star rare to like a, a competitive global, like a rare pro team where you've got, you know, two decent super rares. Um, so in, in my view, maybe the, you know, they're trying to address that sort of value imbalance where super rares don't have a huge amount of utility um, and people perhaps don't own many of them or don't have much intention to own many of them and maybe similar for, for unique trying to perhaps you know encourage people to make that step up from sort of rare to you know adding in super rares and from super rares to adding in uniques um, yeah prize wise the super rare is giving away 10 star limited 20 tier ones and 30 tier twos, which to me doesn't sound like a particularly compelling prize pool, but it is for game week 285, midweek game week. We've pretty much only got pretty much only Asia. Might be like one or two America's games. Um, but yeah, what's what's your take on the the concept, Jack? Pretty interesting, eh? I, I really want to um, somehow find a way to get one of these super rare cards so I yep. can compete in it. Yeah, man, me too. <laughs> and I, I have actually gone through and built a list um, of sort of budget, <laughs> of budget super rare. Um, but I think everyone that owns one has as well because it's it's crazy. Like, um, let me give an example. I'm pretty sure, unless I have the number wrong in my head, that let's just see whether I'm right or wrong. I was looking at Mar oh, maybe I'm wrong on that. I was thinking there's, a, I, I'm pretty sure it is the case though, that there's a few super rares around that are, you know, actually pretty decent L15 of like 51 that are going for quite a bit less now than some of those that fit the L1550. Um, mm. Yeah, it's, it's created a bit of distortion on pricing. I thought I had an example, mm. but I don't. Um, but just having looked around at a lot of the 
eligible super airs and you look at their like current pricing pretty much all like everyone that owns one that has it listed has has inflated it basically um you know anyone mm. half decent you're looking at like 2000 bips a 0.2 eth um there were a, f- a few options i thought i had a potential absolute bargain and lee kyun ho is selling for about 350 bips which could be an absolute bargain and i am still tempted by him and because zika was um had potentially picked up an injury um in their cup game the daegu cup game and so i thought oh that you know it's perfectly count ho is probably the guy that's going to come in um but apparently he will likely be back for the weekend um so i, I don't know that his price is up to someone's maybe bought and relisted he's at 440 bits but um yeah there's um th- there are a few options out there but um at heck even just looking through it now like a number of the ones that i had sort of added to my watch list they've already jumped a bit in price or whoever owns them you know has, has relisted them higher um but yeah there's a couple couple aces up my sleeve because um because of just the type of fixtures that we have in gaming 285 won't say anything more, more on the pod because <laughs> <laughs> uh, just definitely gonna be keeping an eye out on uh gaming to five and what happens but yeah i mean you know realistically to get anyone semi-decent you're probably looking at like 0.1 eth to you know have a chance um there are a few yeah a few on the edge around the actually only 500 bips type mark um that could be possible but they're probably not the sort of players you want to own long term and that's the tough thing um like a lot of the more affordable players they're all older could be their last season football you know it could be their you know their last season with any real game time um but it might just be enough to own a bit of a shitter and play like a really solid team around him um i mean the, the, you know, that that prize pool though for me 10 star limiteds yeah okay it's it's not too bad um 20 tier ones and 30 tier twos i mean it's it's not huge um i don't know any any thought to add jack um not particularly i actually, I actually haven't looked very much at that price pool um i need to give it a bit of a thorough look to be honest but yeah i think um if I am going to pick up a super rare, I think it's pretty irresponsible if I'm just picking up it for one yeah. game week. Um, and, you know, with my gallery, again, I think it's probably irresponsible to pick up a super rare because I'm not considering competing in like all-star pro mm-hmm. anytime soon. But I, su- I suppose as well, though, if I, I can, um, if I pick up one super rare, all I need to do to compete in all-star pro is just get another super rare, then have three other rares, right? So it's not like a million miles away if I was to pick up one. I've got you, Jack. They've achieved their goal. <laughs> What's that? They've achieved their goal. This, this is this is I think what they're hoping for is you know you pick up one, mm. you go oh it's not too much further to get another one to try and compete in, in all, <laughs> you know in rare pro and then it's like, oh these guys suck yeah and better better super is <laughs> true wow I didn't even think of that to be honest I don't know maybe I was just maybe I need to take a step back <laughs> take a step back I was getting a bit greedy there. <laughs> I don't know, but anyway, it does it does definitely interest me. Anyway, that's my initial reaction. Yeah, I think 
for me for now it's a yay uh, it'll be interesting the the unique one i think that unique kickoff really like just elevates the value of getting to that 30 referral mark so you know that's a plug if you haven't uh, if you're listening and haven't signed up for Zaria and you intend to and you don't know anyone already playing because if you have a friend playing you should use their link but if you uh you're not yet playing use our link it's on our twitter bio sorry grind um but yeah i think it elevates the value of getting to the referral mark where you get the you know unique card for um the 30 referrals because if you've got that and potentially just limiteds i mean you have to wait and see whether that is the case but it seems to be you you can be winning rare cards um so you know that yeah i mean good luck finding a cheap unique you're probably not going to but if you're able to win get one from a you know, from the referral thing, then uh, it's potentially pretty huge. I was going to try and uh, bring up here on the Medium article what the prize pool is for the, uh, here we go, unique kickoff. They're giving away three star rares, 10 tier one rares, and 15 tier two rares, which, uh, yeah, in itself, not bad. We'll be interested to see in both of those kickoff modes, you know, what teams are actually submitted. Very, very intrigued. Um, anyway, moving moving right along, probably the absolute naffest competition name of them all, Special Freshly, which when <laughs> <laughs> I read that is just like, how many, how many iterations of special something can they have, you know, like goalkeeper special, specialist, Special Threakly, Special Freshly. <laughs> they need to get some, uh, you know, I think they need to get some uh, help with creativity there, Jack. Maybe you're the guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think it's not too bad. It's pretty crack up. I don't, I don't mind it. To me, this is just the most blatant um, push to encourage people to buy new cards that they're listing on the market. Like, it's just abundantly clear. You've got Minus two percent bonus per level, which seems kind of odd to me. Um, and to be honest, you could very easily just circumvent that. You could just you and a mate trade the same card back and forth and just destroy the levels on a card that you kind of don't care about, <laughs> just to just to have a better score um, in this competition. And I guarantee you, people will do it. But I mean, it is rare, rare cards only. Um, no captains, it's like specialist. Um, and you're getting a 10% bonus for new season cards. Um, so fresh new season cards, no XP on them. That's what you want. Um, <clears throat> I mean, it'd be very easy to just go, okay, I'm going to have some players that essentially I'm going to dedicate special freshly as a rare player and just, you know, absolutely nerf the XP every week so that they never level um it's a bit of a uh yeah i think it's a bit of a an odd one um mm. but uh, yeah again be interesting to see how that goes probably not one that i'm going to play in um what are your thoughts mm. honestly when i first saw it i kind of just scanned over i'm like i didn't pay that much attention but yeah, I, I, it's one I'm not nearly as interested in compared to the 
um next one we're going to talk about in like the super rare mm-hmm. one um but yeah i, I do kind of like how they're mixing up and adding like all of these different things and you know there's definitely potential to take advantage yeah. of it so they're keep keeping people guessing that's for sure yeah so it's, it's quite fun and you know like that's kind of what we want from so rare right for it to be mm. fun and entertaining and you know these different concepts it's it, it's good but um yeah I, I don't know if it's as like appealing as the other ones but um yeah i mean i think i don't have any major complaints i'm kind of in the middle about it rewards for that sort of a bit reminiscent actually of the um unique kickoff where you've got three star rares 12 tier one rares and 15 tier two rares currently is the rewards for the first special three which is in gaming 287 uh, i don't even have the players to submit a team for it because mostly in asia at the moment and there's no asia games in game week 287 so i'll be watching that one from the sidelines but it'd be quite interesting to see what the scores are i suspect the people that take um that take part early are probably going to do well it tends to be the case that when soria launch new game weeks uh, new uh, game modes rather that it's actually quite advantageous to play them um the last uh new game modes um very interested to see how these pan out the um over 32 and under 23 specialists so um they're gonna run in the same game week limited and rare um i think it was game week 288 um only dnp rewards so that's players with the dnp in the last five games there's no tier three tier two tier one star for for the rewards it's just all classed as dnp limited is what they actually have written on the um the medium article on the table that they put out dnp limited will be the or dnp rare as well for the, for the rare is what you know the rewards will be categorized um no chance of winning rares from limited cards which has previously been the big appeal of specialist um which we've both benefited from um you've got um yeah potentially i mean and and this is kind of my reservation with it you've got under 23 specialist and under 23 limited both in the same game week how many people are going to have two decent playing under 23 keepers that just seems like Mm. you know that's that's disgusting if you've got two good under 23 (laughs) keepers like you greedy bastard (laughs) oh didn't even think about that yeah and if you've got one under 23 you know keeper that's actually decent are you going to stick them in a lineup that potentially wins you a dnp player or are you going to stick them in under 23 limited yeah yeah there's no true. way you're going to stick them in under it's going to be interesting that i don't think that's well that definitely hasn't happened in my um experience playing so there being like dmp rewards so i'm really curious how that's gonna yeah i mean it's something that i think a number of people have been like requesting from soria for quite a while um because yeah and, and previously people called it like tier four you know winning dmp cards because you know they do have some use i mean these are guys a lot of them are players that will play again um i mean you know you do get some that are kind of you know towards the end of their career they're just sitting on the bench earning their paycheck and they're gonna you know never have any use but you know you've got some good players there that are injured but are going to play again and they still have value on the secondary market even though 
so rare haven't been listing new auctions because did you know that jack when players have i think it's five dmps and then it's like the following game week after that or something i can't remember the exact specifics of it but they stop um selling those you know, those auctions they stop listing those auctions mm. um and this is where um be interested to see how they do the rewards because you know with even with tier three tier two tier one whatever within those tiers you have um the rewards are sort of are loosely ordered like if you finish high in you know the tier two bracket you know you're going to get a higher quality tier two than at the lower end you know whereas i don't know how they're going to do that within dmp because the way that Saria figure out who is sort of the top end of the bracket and the bottom end of the bracket is based on the price that they've sold for for new auctions. And when they don't list new auctions of DMP players, where are they going to draw that data from? Are they going to start using secondary market data, which people have been um, pitching Saria to do for a long time? Because arguably it's you know about as accurate, perhaps sometimes more accurate than than the primary market, um, or at least all of them in tandem provides better accuracy. So, you know, could you get someone finishing first and winning uh, some 39, you know, like Hayashi, you know, the Sam Fritchet goalkeeper who's like almost 40 and probably going to retire, you know, and someone who finishes 300th and like picks up, I don't know, Blumen Florian Verts or something like that. Mm, um, that's what I was that thinking. That would be hilariously well. disgusting. <laughs> would be. Yeah, I guess like you just have to put a team together and just hope you get a limited reward. Like hope you just finish on that, I don't know, threshold of, you know, being eligible for a limited reward and then just keep your fingers mm-hmm. crossed with that logic, right? Like, so, you know, you can just put together a somewhat competitive team, maybe yeah. not one that's necessarily finishes in like the top, I don't know, one percentile or whatever, um, or 90th, 99th percentile, either yeah. or whatever. You get what I mean? Um yeah, so interesting. I'm I'm wondering how that's going to play out. I'm really excited about that yeah, one. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, I, I didn't I didn't make a comment, but yeah, I'm so curious about that one. That's definitely yeah. I'm 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 really curious. <laughs> that's that's what I have to say about that um, division. A. It's going to be a busy game week. That one because um, you actually have, I think, uh, the Russian league starting back up, bro. Got the Danish league, I think, as well, and I think there's also yeah, Danish league, one, yeah. isn't there? Um, the Czech is it the Czech league? Czech or is the Czech league covered? Is it the? It'll be the Croatian, Croatian, probably. It's the Croatian. It won't be the yeah, Czech yeah. league. Yeah, you're right. It's the Croatian league. Um, but I don't think the Croatian league is starting. Um, out through um, sorry, data to see because I noticed in your challenger, Europe's back on the table. So it'll be, yeah, it'll be a busy game week. Um, I'm particularly excited about the over 32 uh, because we've got so many Asia cards. There are a lot of over 32 players in Asia, a lot of good players over 32. I'm not going to have any trouble putting together an over 32 team, I don't think. Um, but yeah, and I'll certainly put an under 23 team together with a DNP keeper um, and uh, just some outfielders and see how we go. But yeah, it's going to be a lot of teams we're submitting that week. You know, mm. good, probably ten. Um, anyway, that'll be that'll be good fun. I'm looking forward to it. No idea how it's going to go, but I suspect that under twenty three specialist will probably end up being scrapped long term. But an over thirty two specialist might be um, unique enough to uh, to at least feature again 
I didn't um, think they were ever going to do a division that was like, you know, over a certain age. I, I never thought they were going to do it, to be honest. I was they, they have maybe suspecting like, have they really? Oh, yeah. So when I first dipped my toe in the water of Surya just over a year ago, they had some, uh, I mean, I wasn't really following Surya that closely. didn't really have many cards on the platform. So I was very limited with what I could do, but they did have occasionally like uh, different like special weeklies. And one of them was like a, I can't remember if it's over 30s or over 31, or over 32 or whatever, but it has been something they have done in the past, but certainly not in this sort of specialist format. So I've always been hopeful that they'll do something again. They can use all my gold and oldies in. Um, and then we've just got the special three clees, super rare and unique for the whales. That's not going to uh, be of any focus for myself or I think for you, Jack, unless you've um, got a lot of ticket under your bed that you've not told me about. <laughs> nah, mate. Nah, mate, I don't. And if, to be fair, though, if I did, I probably wouldn't tell you. So That's, that's probably true. Although I'd probably find out when I take a look at your Surrey account, you've got you know, your portfolio with, with the unique Mbappe in there. Uh, yeah, man. You don't get tipped lotto tickets by um, happy, you know, Uber Eats customers? Uh, not yet. Haven't, haven't yet, bro. Maybe one day. Well, you know, take it from me. You, you need to maybe just improve your service a bit. Yeah, it's <laughs> some extras in there, do a little song dance. Let them know about Surya Grind, you know, to improve their life. Or just Surya in general. Right, I mean, heck, you could, you could put, here's an idea, this, this will get you unique. You just slip your little um, Surya referral code in with the, um, you know, with the McDonald's. Oh, jeez. That's, that's, dude, you're full of great that's, ideas, That's bro. the happy meal that they never knew they needed. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Um, I would say no. Uh, depends if you consider tier three huge. Um, no. I got two of them, <laughs> so nah, bro. Um, yeah, not. Oh. Honestly, I couldn't even tell you. I, I I remember claiming them, and I just was like, well, oh, that's all yeah. right, and then just moved on. Um, yeah, I don't get too excited with tier threes uh, at the moment. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think they were actually that bad. Um, as Tier threes goes, I've, I've received worse. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Just um, moving on. Hopefully, hopefully you can get something better. This current game week in 283, um, I'm watching the Fortaleza game right now. Got a stack um, playing. You wouldn't be watching the game while recording the pod, would you, Jeff? Oh, that, yeah, I know. That would be so naughty of me to do such a thing. I, w- I, w- I would never, bro. I would never. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, and 284 got a few um, lineups prepared. I was hoping that I, I could submit a um, proper rare threshold team, but um, yeah, I don't know if I'll, I have the funds just yet, unfortunately, but you know, maybe if this Fortaleza laser game goes well, Oh, 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 ah, uh, there's a bit of a chance. Anyway, uh, <laughs> if this uh, Fortaleza laser game goes well, maybe we can submit a rare threshold team the following week. 
That'd be the dream. That would be the dream. I just said, look at your awards. You pick. You got a Yuki Horigome, who I also have, mm. and a Yaya Nadrani. Second tosu. From Sarang, who barely survived relegation. They won the, the sort of playoff battle to stay in the Belgian league. Okay. Don't know well, anything about him other than the team. <laughs> not spectacular. Mine were not particularly spectacular either. Um, Sim Sang Min from Pohang. Good old Pohang. Oh. He's, he had a stinker in my underdog. He he cost us quite a bit. Yeah. If he got a decisive, we could have bit. Um, the Scottish lads, Scottish lads, Scottish, they're Scottish, right? Scottish Please lads. tell me they're they Scottish. Scottish. Yep, the Scottish lads. Sorry, Odyssey. Yeah, exactly. So he uh, has been immediately profit up for uh, for sale. Some some Sangman, and I also uh, picked up a Leo Duarte, who. Uh, is well was at Istanbul Basaks Basaksa here Basaksa here something like that. Oh, don't ask me, bro. Don't ask me. I'm just asking some listener that can't respond because they're listening to this after the fact. Um, he is actually relatively valuable for. He's not too bad for a tier two. Um, pretty disappointing to only get a tier two, given the specialist team had a lot of promise. But anyway, a um, couple of hundred bips. I've still got him. Probably should sell him. For me, though, the real talking point was game week two at one winning again Nakagawa from Yokohama. I won him back to back game weeks, um, both his limited and his rare. And that is Sheesh. after having won Leo Saura a few game weeks ago um, and having bought two of the other Yokohama forwards not too long ago. Saura so really just wants me to be focusing Yokohama um, so he didn't play last weekend which is annoying they, they rotate the forwards a bit I think he probably plays this weekend um, so I had initially tried to sell him his prices dropped a fair bit um, which is a bit frustrating should have just taken the cash and sold him but I think he'll play this weekend against Shimizu um, they, the forwards don't tend to miss more than two games unless they are Anderson Lopez and like to spit at people Um and or injured, and uh, so I think Nakagawa comes back in probably. Um, so decent reward that was first tier two rare out of specialist. Um, it's quite surprised I managed to hold. So we've both picked up a J League forward rare under from specialist tier two now. Um, but the big one, uh, really was the yeah, that underdog result against sorry odyssey um pretty surprised that we didn't just clinch it to be honest um and it's down to blum and pohang pohang disappointing uh, i took a chance on you kobayashi for kawasaki frontale i was correct that he started they overall were pretty disappointing against jubilo uh, Ianaga also started um, pass mark for him um, Veldvik doing his best to keep us in it the lads on form along with the rest of the Suwon but Yun Pyongkuk and the rest of Pohang they kind of stink 
Any, any, any thoughts to add after that disappointing one all draw with Kim Jong, Jack? Mate, they just can't keep a clean sheet. Hey, eh? hang, I, I'm, I'm sure of it. I can't remember. Well, when they kept a clean sheet, so that's pretty irritating. Well, I have got the data up here. I mean, the last three game weeks they haven't. They very frustratingly at home have only conceded five goals in eight games, mm. and of course. Two of the most recent games, two of the two of the last three were at home. Of course, you know they conceded in you know both what well, in both those home games and the away game. Um, and I mean, away from home, they're conceding on average about one a game. But just so frustrating. It wasn't even against great opposition. Kim Chion have been tragic. Um, have won one, drawn four, lost five away from home. Disappointing, is all I can say. So mm. they're gone, Burgers. Sold both of them. <laughs> since the since, since see you later. <laughs> um, I mean, Yun Pyongguk, turns out he managed to somehow injure his thumb. His girlfriend was posting about it on Instagram, which... Um, did it come from the game or his girlfriend? The broken thumb? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> no idea. Tell you what, if I was, I was uh, here, I wouldn't be touching him after that shocking performance of the last couple of games. Oh. No, no <laughs> um, maybe, maybe, maybe she, uh, maybe she broke his thumb, and I think she's probably got him in her, uh, her underdog team. Alexander Grant was rubbish as well. Well, it was, it was meh. It was meh. Unfortunately, yeah, not good enough. It's frustrating, eh, when you watch a game and you know, after 60 minutes, they have like a score of 55 or 60, and you think, Oh, yeah, here we go, it's going to keep going from here. And then they just resort to because they're a one little lead, they just keep kicking the ball away and they drop down to like a 45, and it's just, yeah, sadness. Um, it's irritating. And then, yeah, you really relied on Pohang, and uh, I think we agree now, you know. Learn things as we go. I think we agree that generally doing a full team stack and underdog kind of sucks. Well, I don't know if it necessarily sucks. Like it's, it, it just means probably the likelihood of getting a really high tier reward is pretty low because, you know, if you're going to do an underdog stack, you're probably missing out on the premium players for that team who are traditionally scoring the highest. So I don't know. I think it's just quite challenging to get a really high tier reward if you're doing a stack and underdog. Probably found that out the hard way, but you can get pretty consistent scores. Like I've had a Pohang stack. Um, the two mm. um, previous game weeks. And I've got pretty decent scores. I think I've got over 300 um, each time, despite my, some of my players not scoring that well. So it's consistent, but yeah, you know, you really want to be competing for the high tier rewards. And I think if you want to do that, yeah, stack an underdog is probably not the best way. Well, full team stack anyway. Mm. Yeah. I think one of the most frustrating things about this though, was the team that Etienne 23 got a score of 360 worth so yeah Kim Young Quang and goal and Kim Tae Hwan in defense and that's Ulsan versus Yongnam playing against each other literally the only result that they both do really well and apart from some really like edge case where Kim Tae Hwan like scores a goal and Kim Young Quang also saves a penalty in the same game or something bizarre but it's a nil draw and Seongnam have been pretty rubbish 
All Sun have been pretty consistent at scoring at home, but of course it's in a little draw. <laughs> and so both players score a solid like mid sixties. Um, and you know, Leo Sarah, what can you say? Yeah, you know, he had a sublime game for Yokohama, involved in all four goals against Kashiwara. So I had I was so close to using him in one of my many teams. And I just thought he was going to get rotated out because of what Yokohama does. They love to rotate their forwards. And um, what's the other guy? Uh, Marcos Jr. had just come just come back, who subbed on the previous game. Uh, I thought, you know, here we go. He's probably going to start the next one, Leo Sarah on the bench. And no, of course, he uh, plays and plays well. It's 100. Etienne 23 as and is the captain. And has a, scores a blind 359.7. Absolutely ridiculously tough game week. He doesn't even get a star <laughs> limited for that. Pretty sure when I finished second, I think I actually had a lower score than that. Mm. Um, brutal, brutal game week. Um, so after after thumping them in uh, game week 280 to lose by, I think it was about 50 points, 60 points overall across the four of us. Um, it was pretty frustrating to see how many players in common I had with Mark Patrick Rear. With three of the same, three of three of our five of the same, and same captain. Mm. Um, so it kind of ended up almost just being you versus Etienne 20, 23, really. Um, but uh, anyway, big one this weekend. Uh, and in light of that, Jack, who at this point in time, because I'm sure you'll probably make some some tweaks, but at this point in time, who is in your underdog team for the title fight game week 284 mm, i've done a bit of a draft for my teams um i'm definitely going to do some tweaking probably after this photo laser game um at the moment it consists of mostly pohang i think um still but that might change you can't be serious um no i'm surely I'm, not the defensive end well, I can't even actually use Alexander Grant, and I'm not going to use him saying Min. So I've got Shin Kwan Hoon in there at the moment. Oh, mate. So um, come on, and, let's, not just wave, let's not just wave the white but flag. The thing is, um, Yun Pyong Guk is probably not going to play, right? So I'm probably going to have to switch that anyway. So uh, I do have Lim Sang Min and Jong Jae Hee, the attackers for Pohang, who I have rated the past couple of games since having them in my underdog teams and stuff. But yeah, I, I'm going to need a make that team a lot better if we're going to win, I think. So, um, yeah, that's going to need some tinkering. I mean, they've got all time at home this weekend, uh, which is I've, a tough fixture cons- considering all have only conceded six goals in nine games away. Yeah, I've got an all defensive stack in another team, so I kind of want to, um, I suppose, like combat it. So if Pohang performed really well or go above and beyond the expectations, then one stick of my... in the Asia team. <laughs> Don't bloody stick him in your underdog. <laughs> we'll see. I might do, I'll do some tinkering, bro. But yeah, like that's my draft at the moment. So it's going to need some, um, yeah, um, tinkering. And what about the, um, oh, see, so just at this stage, mostly just got Pohang players on there. I've got uh, Vina from Sierra as my captain, but I don't know if he's going to play. I, I think he played in Sudamericana and they won 2 1. So I don't know if he's going to be rested. I think they've got a pretty favorable fixture, um, Sierra. So I don't know. That that could be... Uh, them. Yeah, so I'm a bit... They always do that. Um, also, he's he's played quite a bit the past like 10 games. And I think Steven Mendoza is still out. And I don't know if Clip is playing. Um, but 
I'll uh, see what you Sarah Brazil says. Yeah, I'll see what he says. True. Well, for me, for now, I'm going with a Sue on Bluings defensive stack. Okay. Because Incheon have lost Magosa. He's gone. He's gone to Vissel Kobe. It's been announced. It's confirmed. He's left. I don't know what Incheon do now for goals, which, and Sue on Bluings, yes, they've been pretty tragic last few games, but most of them have been away from home. At home, they are a completely different team. They have conceded seven goals in nine games and they've been a bit more defensive recently. Incheon away from home haven't actually been too bad, but it's pretty much been all Magosa. So I could see this being a nil or a one nil. Either would be fine for me. Just don't bloody score Incheon. What did you do? <laughs> um, so for now, actually Yang Hilmo has, has still gotten some decent all-round scores in a couple of the games. Um, recently so um, anyway, for now Yang Hummo and goal leaning towards Min Sangi because he is back from that card and he does tend to score a bit better than Bolthouse because he doesn't just thump the ball away and Bolthouse is the guy they give the ball to to kick the ball downfield uh, I've got Jun Amano in midfield away against Pohang, he was rested for their midweek cup game so I'm pretty sure he starts again here. Could use alternatively Ianaga again from Kawasaki Frontale, but I'm a bit hesitant on, on them as a team at the moment. Uh, up front, I plan to go with a Yokohama double. I've just got to figure out who. Um, so for now, I've got Nakagawa and Miyaichi because I think they both start after having both been uh, on the bench. Miyachi was on the bench last game. Nakagawa was on the bench last two games. Uh, Leo Sayara, though, could come into this lineup because he's still eligible for underdog. And Shimizu is defensively a pretty woeful team. Um, so that's probably going to be some combination of them, which, interestingly enough, makes my underdog team a full blue team. <laughs> very very colour-coordinated <laughs> And it's the Junimano card I've got is actually him in his um, old Yokohama outfit. So there you go. Next is Yokohama Brothers. Maybe it's a maybe it's a sign. But I'm planning to captain one of the um, Yokohama forwards at this stage, Nakagawa. But Leo Saura could very well come in. But got a few other options there. Even um, old uh, Ma Sang Hoon could be a defensive option. I mean, Seong Nam at home to Gangwon. That's a real bottom of the table clash. Um, don't know what's going to happen there. Lim Jong-un for Ulsan. Ulsan could be an option against Pohang, maybe. So anyway, definitely a few options there. Uh, this is the team that I plan to go with for now. Got any thoughts, Jack? I like that. I, I like the idea of your Suwon Blowing's defensive stack, um, to be honest, because, yeah, with that, um, you know, because the transfer and, yeah, Suwon Blowing's being good at home, yeah, I can see them. Um, scoring somewhat well for underdog. I think they're pretty reliable. Um, so yeah, I like that idea. I don't know. Well, I, I would personally quite like to incorporate that too, but yeah, I don't have the storm blowing goalkeeper. Um, but yeah, and those Yokohamas are very like hit or miss. I don't, I don't know if t- traditionally um, I 
kind of like to make sure in my underdog team anyway, or in my limitation teams that the likelihood of my player starting is really, really, really high. So I kind of like that mm. approach because yeah, it's super frustrating yeah. when, you know, you get a DMP. Cause I feel like that's something you could definitely control. Well, have some control of as a manager, you know, if your players are just going to play, just get them on the pitch and give them, you know, that, that means you've kind of done everything you can to enable a high score, but I don't know. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. You could you know, very well get like a really high score, maybe 350 plus, you know, with that lineup, I think. So um, yeah, that's, that's a good sign. It's good. Good to have you as, a, as my, my partner, bro. So <laughs> oh, shucks. hopefully we can pull through. Yeah. Indeed. Well, you're probably going to need to carry Indeed, me yeah. with my current Pohang lineup, bro. So uh, that's important. Yeah. Mm. Nah, we'll sort it out. We'll sort it out. We'll sort it out. All right. Um, so yeah, it'll be quite interesting to see what our opponents put out as well. Yeah. I expect that there is definitely going to be Leo Sierra reused <laughs> by uh, at the end twenty three. I guarantee it. Um. All right. Uh. Any other games in Gamic Two Eight Four? Any games? Yeah, actually, any games in Gamic Two Eight Four that you're looking forward to, Jack? I think the K League. Um, just pretty much all the games in the K League. I've got like um quite a lot of Olsan, Daegu, um <laughs> Pohang as well. Uh Suwon players, yeah, like all those um games. I think Suwon's playing Daegu and Pohang's playing Olsan. So I'm looking forward to those two. Um yeah, yep. like that's um probably the two games I'm looking forward to most. Um this game week, um sorry, not this game week, but um in 288, that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm really excited for Challenger Europe to come back because I don't have um, an extensive amount of knowledge in, um, you know, the Russian league, which is in 288, which I'm trying to target. And what I'm actually going to do, Joel, um, is go and buy a Patreon or like go through so rare Russia's Patreon. I think it's like seven, $9 a month. Um, mm-hmm. Or sorry, also not also um, for lazy nearly scored. Uh, anyway. So I'm, I want to buy this uh, Patreon because I think it will probably be a good, ROI and will give me like a pretty big unfair advantage in terms of like understanding the Russian league. And I think as well, um, there's not, there's like literally no coverage of the Russian league, um, like in terms of streaming and stuff. Well, last year there wasn't anywhere Well, last season, right. but I know on YouTube, you can subscribe to the Russian league YouTube channel for some fee. I think it's like maybe $8 a month and you can get full coverage of like the highlights and the games in real time. So I might do that. I might just give the Russian league a little bit of a go because I feel like a lot of people will be maybe sleeping on that league and there's probably a lot of opportunities because there's going to be lots of rotation. So um, I think that's a league I'm probably going to look to target because I think there's a lot of like monetary opportunity there. So um, I'm excited about that. And I'm also excited about the Austrian Bundesliga because Mm. um, there's a lot of good streaming coverage for the Austrian Bundesliga um, on one football. It's, It's free to watch and it's very HD quality. And I feel like that league is actually quite undervalued um, as well. Yes. So I have been following So Rare Austria, who I think has like 3,000 followers. I think his information is really good. Uh, he doesn't unfortunately have like an exclusive, uh, you know, service like a Patreon. But I think the just the content that he provides on Twitter is actually just like really handy, um, which is awesome. So yeah, I'm, I'm trying to just like increase my knowledge of like all of these kind of alternative leagues. Um, also, I just saw that Liga MX is starting up. Is it this game week? Yes. So I'm really excited about that too. I don't know anything about the Mexican league and I want to learn about that. 
So maybe there's um, some resources I need to find to improve my knowledge um, on the MX because, yeah, I feel like that's quite an opportunity. Maybe I can follow a team um, in Liga MX like I do with Fort Laser in the Brazilian Serie A because they're my Brazilian team. So, um, yeah. Nice. Yeah, no, I um, have also been meaning to, yeah, follow a bit more in some of the challenger European leagues. Russia is an interesting one. Uh, my concern is that Opta stop covering it, which would be devastating for any Russia league cards. So that that risk reward means, yes, if it does continue, you're probably getting great value. Um, if it doesn't, then it's going to be painful. But um, particularly interested in the Austrian league and also the Scottish league as well. Um, leagues that have actually fewer teams to me is a bit more attractive. It's just easier to to, to learn about and to follow. And those those two leagues in particular, I think, are uh, two of the leagues in Challenge Europe that have the least teams um, that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this Suwon Daegu game as well. Um, Suwon actually uh basically the, the 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 most improved team across the board um in the k-league they um going back to my my little data sheets jack um they their improvement even on the goal scoring side of things ahead of what would have been expected based on the season thus far the fourth even though they're you know already quite a big scoring team and on the defensive side, they are top for improvement. Mm. Followed by Seongnam, interestingly. Mm, makes sense, actually. Um, which is going to make Gangwon versus Seongnam very interesting because again, Seongnam's the second most improved defensive team and Gangwon's the most improved offensive team. But mainly just because they spanked Jeju, who was stupid and rotated in a young goalkeeper who's probably never going to see daylight again. Um, but yeah, so that's who won... Uh, Team's going to be interesting to follow. Um, on the J League, because I haven't actually talked too much about the J League recently, but um, Yokohama, they're one of the teams on the rise. They've, um, they've improved on both the offensive and the defensive side of things. They've been very good. That destruction of Kishiwa Reisol was pretty overwhelming. They just absolutely dominated them. Very early lead in that game. Kishiwa Reisol never looked like they had a shot. Um, so I'm pretty happy to be owning some players from Yokohama and from Suwon. The other one, I know you've followed a bit more, Jack, is shown in Belmere. Um, oh, sorry, Moises missed a chance. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, he did so well. Oh, sorry, Joel. Keep going, lad. I thought you just... <laughs> I thought you sounded disappointed that... Uh, or shocked that Shonen, um <laughs> were uh, one of the best teams on the rise in the J-League. Because, to be honest, I was kind of surprised at that too. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, but, man. I, oh, you, when you see the replay of this, it was so close, man. Big chance so missed. Well. Oh, no. The um, Studiantes defender got a goal line clearance off the line, was going in. It was very well defended <laughs> there. Oh, Moises, like, did so well. You have no idea. I guess so, shortly. Um, yeah, Shonen, Shonen Belmere, um, the joint top of the last form, last five, rather, form guide. Um, alongside Yokohama and San Freccio, which is a, a huge turnaround mm. given where they've been this season. And they're actually joint second best defensively away from home. Wow. They're better defensively away from home than they are at home. 
they've conceded only uh where are they here Shona, they've conceded only eight goals away from home which is um equal with Kawasaki and Serezzo Saka and only one more than Urawa who are the most dreadful team to watch away from home <laughs> three goals scored and seven conceded in nine games oh. don't watch an Urawa game as a neutral um <laughs> Is all I can say about that. Um, yeah, so incredible improvement from from Shonen. Um, basically seventh in terms of the improvement in goal scoring form, but I think they are yeah, the top in terms of the defensive improvement in form. Do you think they actually can survive now? Yeah, definitely. I think they can survive. Maybe even finish mid table. To be fair, um, let me just have a look. Well, actually, but it's incredibly tight the table. Yeah, I, I I like a lot of the young players. To be honest, it is like wow. If you well, they did hit a lot of young players. Have you still got um, Shooter Machino? I do, and I'm very much debating whether to sell him or not. I he should actually be more than what he's currently worth. With um, such a you know high L five, I think he scored six goals in his last five games. Um, so it probably makes sense to sell him from that perspective because I don't think he's ever performed that well, but. In like you compare other under 23 forwards with a similar score, similar form, I feel like he should be more. Um, and I do really rate him. I've, I've rated him for a very long time, um, which I picked him up when he was like $9. Um, I picked this most recent wow. shooter machine card that I hold right now for force. Uh, now I think he's like maybe with $80, his new card, because um, I bought one of his new cards with a high XP so I could use them in um, under 23. Um, thought that was a smart idea because I knew that in his um, L5, he was dropping a pretty low score. So even if he didn't mm. score in this most recent game, um, you know, his L5 would be higher than what it currently was. So that was my logic. And yeah, fortunately he scored in that the most recent game too. So I thought his price would go up more than what it currently has, but um, regardless, yeah, I'm very, I mean, I very much like shooter Machino. Like I've, I've rated him for a while. Uh, and I kind of regret not picking up his rare card, actually, Joel, because there was a point in time oh, when yeah. we were we were looking at like you know rare forwards, and he was pretty uh, decent value. So yeah, he was. Man, this Jaylee table is suiting. Like Shonen Bamaria, like um, in sixteenth, they played eighteen games and they've nine. It was quite interesting. Like they're in the relegation zone despite getting one point per game because, I mean, traditionally, I know when following the Premier League, if you mm. get one point per game you can probably survive relegation. Um, mm. So yeah, it's really heavily contested. Like the top half of the table is literally just six points away for Shona Belmare. Um, so yeah, it's very interesting. I mean, form-wise, they're certainly hitting it. They they also have a pretty reasonable fixture run. I don't know if you've seen the upcoming fixtures, but they've got Nagoya and Gamba at home, neither of which are particularly difficult games. San Fritchard away will be tough, but then they've got a Vispa at home who are really looking like increasingly they could be relegation candidates. Jubilo Awata away and Considola at home who have been terrible on the road. I mean, that is a pretty solid run of fixtures before having three tough games in Yokohama, Kashima, Kawasaki, but they could very well do it. This run of games. Holy moly. They are in a very yep. scary spot. Holy moly, they are well behind the pace. 
I feel like Shimizu are doing all right. Considering I feel like they've been pretty meh. I can't remember when they <laughs> last won a game. Oh, I think they smacked Belmare in one game, but other than that, I can't really remember them. It was, <laughs> it was well. a Vispa. They beat a Vispa. Oh, a oh was it a Vispa? Okay. Game weeks ago. Um, mm. they, they did beat, they did smack Shunin in the Emperor's Cup, not Shonen. Oh. 8 0. Okay. <laughs> I think that's just a coincidence because they did actually also beat Shonen back in May 4 1. But yeah, they've. They've not been stellar. I think they're going down as well. But um, yeah, Vissel, there was a really interesting um, table that someone put out on Twitter where they, I think, have, like, their wage bill is more than double second in the league. Wow. It's absolutely nuts. And their, their, their points per, per uh, dollar, or like their dollars per point um, spent on, on wages, was something like five times second. <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, oh, I've just crazy. brought in Magosa. Um, they desperately need some goals. They've been woeful at the attacking end. Barely better than a Vispa Fukuoka, which is saying something. Um, who are just abject. Um, and defensively, they have been, you know, up there with some of the most woeful in the league. Um, they've got a, a new coach coming in, who I think has been there before. Um, you know, it's going to be uh, you're going to need to be a huge amount of work done if they're going to survive. But they're probably fortunate they're only eight points away from safety, to be honest, because they've just been very poor. Um, they're actually the best defensive team in the league. Do you know that? Only conceded 16. And uh, Urawa are equal. Oh, you mean at Vispa? Oh, were you not talking about a Vispa? Or maybe I. No, no, I was talking about Vissel. Ah, shush. I thought you were talking about a Vispa. Never mind, my bad. I mean, I mentioned Avispa as being the worst goal scoring team and abject to watch, but Vissel Kobe just all around have been abject. One of the worst defensive teams outside of Consadole, who has just been shockingly bad on the road. Um, and one of the worst goal scoring teams. You know, Vissel can have no complaints for being stone cold bottom of the table, but who knows? Magosa might just come in and dominate and turn it around for them. Him and Iniesta, the European duo. That no one ever thought about. I find it crazy. Like they have so many attacking players, right? They've got um the Muto guy who played for Newcastle. They've got yep. Lincoln who hasn't been playing. They've got Osako, who I think is like a Japanese international, and Iesta, now Mogosa. And I think I'm missing maybe one or two as well. Like they have a lot of attacking <laughs> players. And then yeah. they've got like Akuchi, who's like one of the most expensive defensive players on So Rare. I Leo Saki, who I rate quite considerably. I don't know if the keepers are highly rated. Maybe their fullbacks are a bit meh. But I think um, Kobayashi, their midfielder, is that his name? Um, is like relatively expensive. Yeah, it's bizarre that... I mean, from an SO5 point of view, like you'd expect them to be in the top half, like just based on what they're scoring. But yeah, clearly they're just not getting the, <laughs> the results there. Eh? It's quite amazing looking through the team and the prices of players as well. Um, y- you would expect that they should be much better than they are, but... There you go. Have a look at Vizel Kobe's roster and see the current like floor prices there. Because I feel like a lot of them taking a massive hit shortly. Because like if they get relegated, man, that'd be terrible. Terrible for their prices. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Kikuchi's still pretty expensive, and I think he'll probably leave if they get relegated. But yeah, the team's nothing 
been nothing, been nothing special. They've really missed Sergio Sampa this season with this crucial ligament injury. That's I think that's been pretty key. Um, they've also just brought in this Kento Hashimoto guy who was playing in Russia. Um, oh yeah, online, for Rostov. Mm. Yeah. yeah, so tough times of us all. Um, they really have to work some wonders if they're going to stay in the league. Um, before we... Uh, actually, you know what? Let's wind it up there. Jack, you got any pearls of wisdom to add ahead of this huge title fight that we've got going on? Um, no, not off the top of my head, man. I'm very excited. I'm a little bit nervous. Kind of similarly to I feel on Saturday afternoon most days playing football. Maybe I won't eat before the deadline, bro. I might be too nervous submitting my team. <laughs> it might be, it might be like that. It might be one of those game weeks. Um, nah, I'm pretty excited. Good luck to Sorry Odyssey if they're listening. I don't, think, uh, I don't, I don't know if they, they do. I don't, I don't, if, they just want to win. Oh. Well, actually, if, if they want to win, they, sh- they should actually be listening. <laughs> to be honest, but give themselves an arm for advantage. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, because uh, I'm I'm in their Discord channel. <laughs> All the Maybe. way while it's in New Zealand on the other side of the world. Yeah. Nah, good luck, lads. Um, good luck, but, but lose. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, how about you, Johnny? Words of wisdom? Don't even really care about the effort, to be honest, in, in this competition. I just I just want to win. <laughs> okay. Probably, they can probably keep it, get themselves something nice, you know, get yourself a cup of coffee, because it's about all it's worth these days. <laughs> and with that with that yeah. uh, that stinker yeah that's uh we end episode 14 there all right laters <laughs> <laughs>